Welcome to She's a DPM, a platform for women to share their experiences, knowledge, and insights on cultivating a life in and outside the field of podiatric medicine and surgery. Welcome back, everybody, to She's a DPM. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Oxman, and today is a solo episode with me. And because I really want to take time to um, acknowledge that we are kind of running into the end of um, our year. So meaning that if you're a student, maybe graduating from um, school or transitioning to residency or even going from your second to third year, um, transitioning out of residency, maybe starting a practice or starting a fellowship. Like these are all large milestones that I just thought that I should take the time, um, to purely acknowledge this and also just congratulate all my listeners who are in these life milestones. Um, whether that is starting podiatry school, graduating from school, moving on to residency, graduating residency, starting a fellowship, graduating fellowship, um, starting a practice. Like it is just an amazing time of the year. And it's so, um, exciting to see, um, all these posts on, especially social media and hearing from friends on their new transitions. Like it's just, it's just such an exciting time of the year. And I just want to reach out and say, congratulations, You've worked your ass off for this, <laughs> um, what, whatever transition in life that you are heading into, um, take the time, acknowledge your accomplishments and, um, buckle up for the next, next chapter. <laughs> uh, I just also want to touch base as well. Um, especially for maybe those who are starting residency, um, some, some tips and pearls that I, uh, implemented when I was starting in graduating from school or starting residency or even graduating from residency and going into fellowship. Um, and I learned this first tip from, um, a a co-resident of mine. She was my upper shout out to Dr. Schweitzer. If she listens to this, she actually gave great advice that starting at the beginning of residency, especially your second and um, early third year, getting all those important forms and documentation checklist uh, documentations together and keeping them in a safe binder. You are going to thank yourself so much if you start doing this, even just starting out at residency. So when, um, when the time comes, when you're starting to do credentialing for hospitals, uh, you are going to save yourself so much time already having a binder with all this information readily available. So if you're starting residency or even transitioning your second or third year, start implementing this now. So important forms and documents that um, I kept in a separate binder would be my insurance policies. So lots of times in residency, we have these through our uh our hospitals, but each year I would ask for a copy of my insurance policy to add to the file, my medical licenses, DEA or controlled substances, immunization and vaccination records, and then all of my APMLE uh, boards, documentations, transcripts, and graduation certificates. Um, along with that, like the boards, when you do do your ABFAS, um, ABPM qualified documents, and then also just keeping an updated CV. I put in my calendar once a month to update my CV. So I always have an updated CV, a professional headshot. And then, um, of 
course, if necessary, your ACLS and PLS. Those are kind of like the big things that um, you want to keep on file and closely uh, available for when um, you're starting to apply for jobs and hospital credentialing. If you would like a copy of this checklist, you can uh, email me at droxman at gmail.com. And I would happy be happy to supply a PDF uh, form with this checklist. So next, um, I also want to touch on something that I found important during my residence. I'm a very goal oriented individual. So if you are also a goal oriented individual, um, each year in residency and even fellowship, I took maybe five minutes and, um, I wrote down my truly what my goals were for that year. Um, so I'm like looking up past documents right now of my residency goals of my last year. And I have like, what are the three things that I wish to accomplish this year during residency? So I would write down my top three things. And sometimes maybe that was by the end of this year, I would like X amount of cases in my, um, case logs. So I, that helped push me for those, maybe those weekends when cases were going uncovered to, um, to cover the su such cases. So I'd be able to hit my goal, but along with like training and residency esque goals, I also write, wrote down what are three personal life goals that I want to accomplish this year, because I never wanted to lose the fact that I went into this field because I, I loved, I have the love of medicine. I want to help individuals, but also I was looking, um, to have a, a work, a quote unquote work-life balance too. So I always wanted to make sure that I made personal time for myself, even throughout residency. So I was, uh, made, um, at least three personal life goals as well for me. And I perform this every, every year in residency and in fellowship. And it is actually really cool now looking back at what um, I wanted to accomplish and most times often did um, by able to looking back and not getting lost in maybe the, the shuffle of residency and fellowship and seeing like what was important to me throughout those years and how my life has also transitioned um, from my first year of residency. So those are just some things that I think are really interesting to implement in this transitional aspect of your life. And you know what? I should actually be doing these goals as well now that I'm an attendee and an out in private practice. I think it would be really a great way to reflect in 10 years what I thought was the major three things that I wanted to accomplish in my private practice and see how far, how far I've come in 10 years. So that's a note to myself. Anybody else out there who's also in practice? Um, <laughs> We should all be doing this and reflecting back on our, on, on our goals. But on that um, note, I just, once again, just want to congratulate everybody who is in this transitional period of life from school to residency, fellowship, practice, whatever it is. Um, you're amazing. Congratulations. I'm so excited for you. Um, if there's anything that you need, don't hesitate to reach out. I can be a, a resource or help direct you to somebody that would be a resource. And then also if there's speaking of a transition, like I have future goals for she's a DPM, I would love to hear any feedback or any, um, suggestions for guests in the future or anything new that you would like to see. Like, would you want this to be possibly, um, 
something more than just a, a podcast, but maybe grow it into a community. I would love to hear your feedback is always appreciated. But anyways, I have a lot of great interviews coming up within the next couple of weeks that we're getting, that I'm getting together. I want to thank you all for um, constantly supporting the podcast, um, whether that's like leaving reviews, um, engaging on social media, or even um, going on Etsy, Etsy and purchase, purchasing a She's a DPM mug. I, I don't take any, any profit from when you do buy a mug. They all go back into um, supporting the podcast and being able to say thank you to all our amazing guests. So I can't thank you enough for all your support. And I'm looking forward to continuously um, delivering amazing interviews and um, expanding She's a DPM. So just like you may all be in a transitional period, I think She's a DPM is also in a transitional period and looking forward to what the future holds. Email me at droxman at gmail.com. The address is in the show notes below. And let me know if there's a topic or if you know a kick-ass lady who should be interviewed. Thanks for listening. Looking forward to hearing your comments and suggestions on the podcast. And remember, stay uncomfortable. That's where we grow.